up fam welcome to the golly wisdom podcast season two of the golly wisdom podcast this is season two yes we're back we are back i am your host clifford che and hey i just want to really say thank you all for the love and the support that you guys have showed me during season one listen i started out this podcast um as a newbie i'm still a newbie but season one has been amazing the the love the support um the comments the feedback the love on spotify apple Podcasts, even the love on instagram and a tiktok pages has been amazing um and so for all of you who've been rocking with me since season one, I just really want to say thank you. God bless you. Those of you who started out with me, those of you who came along, those of you who just um, joined. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, shout outs to you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I do not take you for granted. But this is season two. Season one, we focus all about godly wisdom and, and maintaining godly wisdom and, and receiving godly wisdom and all of that. And we'll continue to get godly wisdom because this podcast is the godly wisdom podcast with Clifford Che. But I wanted to tailor season two specifically to godly relationships. So season two of the godly wisdom podcast, we are going to be focusing on godly relationships. And the reason why I chose this is because I realized, number one, relationships are vital. And you're going to keep hearing that. And no matter how strong you are, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter no matter who you are, each one of us need a relationship. Each one of us need someone. No matter how great you are, you need someone. Even Jesus Christ needed someone. He could not become the Christ without Mary, his mother. He could not become the Christ without Joseph. And as much as he was God, he needed a family. And so this season, we're going to be focusing on building healthy and godly relationships in our families. And not just our families. Jesus Christ did not just have his his parents, his family. He also had the disciples. He had his friends. He had people that he could do ministry with. He had people that he could walk with in his day-to-day life. And so on and so on and so on. And so I chose Jesus Christ. I could use anybody else in the Bible, but I chose Jesus Christ just to give us understanding that no matter how big you are, no matter who you are, the purposes of God in your life cannot come to total manifestation without fruitful and godly relationships. And so what we can conclude here is that relationships are vital. You need relationships. Um, Because I realized that I can determine where you're going in life based on the relationships you're keeping right now. I can almost predict where you'll be in a couple of years, in five years to come, in 10 years to come, based on the relationships that you have right now. And there's a quote that my pastor always says by the great Isaac Newton, and he said that if I can see further, if I can go further, it is because I'm standing on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead. So you need people in your life in order for you to see further. You need people in your life in order for you to get to the place in which God has called you to get to. But... As the custom of this podcast, I have not done this in so long, and I couldn't wait to do this. The Proverbs of the Day. If you don't know, 
um, pretty much what we do here on every episode. We kind of have a Proverbs of the day where we kind of take some form of scripture, one verse um, from the book of Proverbs, and we kind of you know, use it as a proverb of the day. Um, the whole essence of this is, number one, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. This is the Godly Wisdom um, Podcast. And number two, um, I started this training by my pastor, by uh, uh, Mama Eunice, by Pastor Joasma, which they basically taught us um, to read a proverb um, a day. So um, every day you can decide to read one chapter of the book of Proverbs a day. But today we're just going to read a verse. And the Proverbs that we're going to be reading is a book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verses 17 in the Amplified. And it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. The reason why I chose this Proverbs for the Proverbs of the day is that it is my desire, it is my hope that as we have this discussion, as you listen to this podcast, that you will be influenced, you will be sharpened in your relationships, in your godly relationships. Um, because the truth of the matter is this, whoever informs you, form you. So right now I'm forming your mindset based on what I'm informing you with. That is why it's very important who you listen to. That is why it's very important who you give your ear to. But again, season two, godly relationships. And I want to, I have a couple of things that I, I, I wrote here, a couple of things that I want to go over. And I realized that over the years, um, I have struggled with relationships. The reason why I really want to tackle godly relationships is because I realized that personally, if I could be very honest and transparent with you, um, I have always struggled um, in the area of relationships. I realized that one of the things that is so hard to keep are relationships. Um, and, 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 I, and not only me. I've also realized that people around me struggle with relationships and most people struggle to either make relationships, to maintain relationships or to sustain relationships. To some people, it's very easy for them to make their relationship. To some people, it's very easy for them to make a friendship. But once they make it, they can sustain it. And I don't think it is in God's agenda for us to just build something we cannot sustain. I'm going to say that again because that's good. I don't think... It is in God's agenda for us to build relationships that we cannot sustain. So the reason why we have to spend time to make sure that we are learning, we are growing, is because it is God's desire for us not to just form, but for us to be fruitful and multiply. So that is that. I also realized that there's no true understanding of relationships anymore in our generation. Some people actually don't understand the essence of relationships. So we sustain relationships conveniently when we feel like it. When it's convenient to us is, is when we build, you know, relationships. Um, and, 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 and that is very bad in a sense of you can never have a fruitful relationship that way. That brings you to the point where you lack loyalty. That brings you to the point where you lack literally respect. And the last time I checked, in every relationship you build, always know this, that your loyalty in that relationship is not to a point, it's to the end. If you're going to build godly relationships, you must understand that your loyalty to those friendships, to those relationships, to those um, 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 family members that you have is not to a point, it is to the end. 
even if they offend you, stay loyal. Oh, I know you don't want to hear that gospel. Even if they're not doing what you want them to do, stay loyal. So this season, like I said, we're focusing all on godly relationships. We're focusing on building and maintaining them because some people, like I said, build relationships easily, but it's very hard for them to maintain them. Some people build relationships easily until the boat gets rocky. So what kind of relationships will we be focusing on in season two of the Godly Wisdom podcast? And um, trust me, we're going to get into what today's episode is about. We're already getting to it, but I want to do a quick recap for you to understand where we're going in this season because vision is important. This season, we're going to be tackling relationships in all fields. So family relationships, we're going to be looking at that. You're going to begin a lot of episodes about family relationships. Just a disclaimer, this might be a long season. I don't know if I'm going to have 10 episodes for y'all, and I can't tell y'all um, because I'm back. And um, just stay tuned. Um, so we're going to be tackling family relationships. We're going to be tackling friendships because for some of y'all friendships need help. Jesus Christ. You're going to be tackling relationship with your mentors and mentees. Um, we're going to be tackling dating relationships. I know, I know. Once you've heard relationships, you're like, ooh, dating. Uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at those. And even marriage. I'm praying that we get to have some marriage um, folks on here um, and, and, and marriage people, marriage couple that, that can come in and share some godly wisdom with you guys. So we're going to be looking at, looking at all of those relationships. But wait. I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Even though we're going to be dealing with relationships, it's not in a way that you're thinking. I know. What I mean by that is that in this season, we will not be pointing fingers first. We will not be giving tips on how to find your so-called one. <laughs> but instead, we'll tell you how to become the one. I know we're in a generation where everybody's trying to figure out the one. Is there such a thing as the one? We're not going to be focusing so much on giving you tips on finding the one. We're going to give you tips on you becoming the one. So this season is not just about your relationship with others. I know when you heard relationships, you started thinking about all kinds of things and dating and, ooh, I got to get me a man. I got to get me a girl. I got to get married and stuff like that. That's good. But that is not what we're focusing on first. We are going to not only focus on relationship with others, but we're going to focus on relationship with yourself. This season, you are going to focus on relationships with yourself because I believe that once you are right, once you are whole, once you are focused, all other relationships in your life come into manifestation. All other relationships in your life eventually begin to thrive. Why? Because you are at your fullest potential. You are at your fullest capacity. So that means that the emphasis will be on you part. It will be on the you part of relationships. It will be on the you part in every relationships you're in. This season, the emphasis on godly relationships is not on somebody else. The emphasis on godly relationships is on the you part in those relationships. Which takes me to today's topic. So that is the recap. I hope that helped you. I hope you have a better understanding because we have a lot of things to get into for today. Today's topic, like you can see by the title, if you're seeing, if you can hear it today, we're talking about the foundation of all relationships is you. And I wish I can scream that you, like the foundation of all relationships is you, you. And before that, 
I want you to know that for every relationship to work in your life, you have to get yourself together. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. For every relationship you have to work, you have to get yourself together. So tell yourself, I have to get myself together. Now, I know you said that last week. Uh-huh. I know you, I know you say that almost every other week. Uh-huh. And I'm not here to judge you. Because I can relate. How many times did you say, oh, God, I got to get myself together? And then you start, and by the time you realize, you're saying it again. Oh, God, I got to get myself together. And I remember there was a time in my faith, there was a time in my walk with God where literally, y'all, I will always say I have to get myself together. Like, I think legit, I gave my life to Christ like 59 times. Like, every time there was an altar call, I was up there. Until I realized that, Clifford, you don't have to keep going up there. Once you make a decision, take practical steps to follow God. The Bible said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you are in a process once you give your life to Christ. And I'm not here for that because I did a whole um, episode on, on things I wish they told me before giving my life to Christ, the last episode in season one. But you have to get yourself together. So before we start... I want to give you some fundamental truths. I'm going to give you five fundamental truths. Number one, if you are going to build godly relationships effectively, you must know that you are the foundation of all relationships. The foundation of every building determines how long the building will last, will determine how effective the building will last. So you, 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 are the foundation of our relationship. Number two, you cannot have any relationship without you. I know you think you can't have a relationship without somebody else, but let's change that mindset. Number two, that you cannot have any relationship without you. Number three, the part that you have the most control of in every relationship is you. You can't control others to change but you can control yourself to change. I know you're waiting for other people to change. I know you're trying to, you know, get other people in your life, other relationships, other friendships. I know you're trying to get some family members to change. I know you're trying to get some, some, some boyfriend, some girlfriend to change, some, some husband, some fiance, some wife to change. I know you're trying to get some kids to change. I know you're trying to get some, 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 some mentees or some mentors to change, but it start with you. You have control over yourself to change. And number five, know that if you can get along with you, if you can really get along with yourself, I think you can get along with everybody else. But the problem that you've been having is that you've been literally blaming everybody else for what's wrong with you. But again, good news is that you have to get yourself together. And through this podcast, I'm here to help you get yourself together through this season. Um, I'm here to help you get yourself together and, and, and through this episode specifically. So how do you get yourself together? Um, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions throughout this podcast for you to kind of think about to help you get yourself together. And it's a simple question. This is a question that normally when people ask you, you probably look over this or you probably just are quick to always give a default answer, but never really think about it. And the question is this. If you are going to build a godly relationships, if you're going to get yourself together, 
I want to ask you this simple question. How are you? Really, how are you? Normally when somebody asks you, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, oh, I'm good. And we're always on the move. And sometimes we ask people, how are you? And we don't pause to really figure out how they're doing. But to really answer the question, how are you? You must first understand who are you? And you are a spirit living inside of a human body with a soul. You are not just a human being flesh. You're not just flesh. What makes you is the fact that you are a spirit living inside of a human body and you have a soul. That is why when this body gets tired and this body gets weak, your spirit leaves the body and this body literally goes underground. But you have a soul. God has given you a soul to be able to live and be social. So the next question I want to ask you is that if we're going to really focus on how are you, then let's divide up the how are you questions in all the three areas of your life. So your spirit, your soul, and your flesh, your body. To somebody listening to me today, these are questions that you don't only have to ask yourself once, but if you're going to get yourself together this year, you have to ask yourself, how am I? And the next question, how is your spirit? So we're still looking at you. How is your spirit? Your spirit meaning, how is your relationship with God? You probably have not paused to really ask yourself, how am I doing in my relationship with God? As simple as it seems, I realize that if you struggle in your relationship with God, you will struggle in all your other relationships in your life. So, how is your spirit? How is your intimacy with God? And if you don't only struggle with all relationships, um, you will never actually live the full potential of all the relationships that God has actually given you. Because how can you truly know what true love looks like if you don't have a true loving relationship with God the Father himself? So, I truly realize that every time my relationship with God is struggling, I'm struggling. Every time my relationship with God is struggling, every time I'm not, you know, here with God, um, it affects me. And when I'm affected, I affect other people. When I'm affected, I affect all my other relationships. So in other words, poor intimacy with God equals poor intimacy with others. Period. I'm going to say it again. When you have a poor intimacy with God, you will eventually have a poor intimacy with others. So you cannot have a fruitful relationship with other people in your life if your relationship with God is struggling. Whatever you do today, be determined to build a relationship with God. Because your relationships becoming what God has designed for them to become is not only determined by other people, is determined by your relationship with God first. How you live in private will spill off on your relationships in public. Period. Next question. How is your soul? 
How is your soul? Because that thing probably tore, it's probably tore up, huh? How is your soul? If, if your soul tore up, don't worry, I got you. Because, y'all, my soul used to be tore up from the flow up. And your soul consists of three things. Your soul consists of your mind, your emotions, and your will. That is what makes up your soul. So how is your mind? How is your emotions? How is your will? Because I realized that when you focus on the mind and you focus on developing your mind, other people, could it be that other people in your life may not be the problem? Your mind may be the problem. The people in your life right now are not the problem. The relationships in your life right now are not the problem. It is your mindset towards those relationships that may be the problem. So whatever you do today, let this mind be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Still talking about your soul. How is your emotions? I'm asking you some questions, man. How is your emotions? Because I want to agree with you that you have gone through some hurtful things emotionally. I'm going to agree with you that in this year and last year, um, since your childhood growing up, emotionally you have gone through a lot. You have gone through some hard life experiences that have caused you to be emotionally here. You're probably listening to me and you are drained. You are abused emotionally. And that is not right. And I don't want to overlook that for you because I was once there, right? But if we're talking about getting ourselves together, my question to you is this. How long will you be the victim? I know what they did to you was bad. I know you have a past. I know you have a trauma in your past. But how long are you going to continue to be the victim? How long are you going to say, I have a hurtful past? How long are you going to continue to allow your past to rob you of your future? How long? How long are you going to allow your past to rob you from your future? How long are you going to allow your past to rob you of the fruitful relationships that God has called you to have? How long are you going to allow your past to rob you of those fruitful relationships that God has destined for you to have now? How long? Because I realize that when you don't get your emotions together, sometimes you simply cannot keep and maintain godly relationships because you're always emotionally driven. And you allow your emotions to control your relationships. Please, if you are going to get yourself together, be determined that my emotions will not control my relationships. Because any relationships that is controlled by your emotions will always end up being destroyed by your emotions. I'm going to say it again. Be determined that you will not be emotionally driven in all your relationships because every relationship that is controlled by the emotions will eventually be destroyed by the emotions. But I'm not here to condemn your emotions because you need your emotions. So how you feel about somebody, how you feel about a relationship in your life is actually a fact. But just because it's a fact does not mean it's the truth. Oh, boy. Because the fact and the truth are two different things. The fact was 
that Jesus Christ was dead. It was fact. But the truth was that it was just a matter of time and he's about to rise again. The fact is that when you went for a doctor's appointment, they told you you have cancer. The truth is that God has already declared you healed by the blood. The work of Christ is already done. So if you can attach your faith to the finished work of the cross, you begin to see a manifestation of that wholeness, that healing in your life. So please, do not ignore your emotions. Under that, the next question I want to ask you is, how is your will? Your will meaning, what do you meditate on? Because what you allow to inform your mind determines your will. Your will simply means, what are your choices? Because what you allow to really inform your mind determines your will and what you will eventually choose. So you don't just begin to choose things. Oh, I don't know why I chose that person. I don't know how they became my friend. I don't know how I got in that relationships. Well, how is your will? How is your mind? How is your emotion? How is your will? And the reason why you keep getting yourself in wrong relationships is because you are not focusing on how you're really doing. So please, if you're listening to me, heal. Truly heal. And truly become whole so that your will and your choices will not hurt your godly relationships. We can't do nothing about the, the, the relationships from the past, but we can do something about the relationships in the future. So today, if you're listening to me, please be determined to heal. Be determined to truly become whole so that your will and the choices you make today will not hurt the godly relationships in your life. Because I realize that a lot of people already forgot to give them destiny helpers. A lot of people are already forgot to give them godly relationships, godly friendships. Um, a lot of people are ready to, to, to date somebody, to marry somebody until God really truly brings a healthy person in their life. And they realize that, oh my God, it's really happening. And I did not take time to heal. I did not take time to grow. Please don't be caught off guard. So really, when we look at the will, my question to you is, what are you choosing by your will today? If you are going to build godly relationships, you have to choose correctly. You have to make daily decisions wisely. Even in your relationships, you have always have to be, you, you've always got to be on top of it. So that means that when you go through a conflict, what do you choose? You choose to be petty. You choose to put on the image of Christ. So I want to ask you some questions real quick. What are you choosing by your will? Are you choosing things that God gave you over him? If you are going to get yourself together, I want you to think about these things. That am I choosing the things that God gave me over him? Because once you begin to do that, you begin to hurt your relationship with God. And again, it takes us back to score one that if your relationship with God is struggling, all your other relationships begin to struggle. Because I've realized that you have to stay with the giver if the gift goes crazy. Because the gift can give you God, but God can give you the gift. I'm going to say it again. 
The gift can't give you God, but God can give you the gift. So my question is this. Do your choices please God? Yeah, that's a good question. Do your choices please God? That means God is making the evaluation here, not you. You are not determined whether God is pleased or not. God is determined. Mm. Based on that friendship, based on that relationship, based on that boyfriend, girlfriend they have over there, based on them kids, based on, on that husband that they chose, based on that wife that they chose, based on that school that they chose, based on that job that they chose, based on this daily decision they're making, am I pleased? Another one, do you choose to please God or do you choose to please yourself? These are just questions for you to think and for you to use to evaluate your life. Do you choose to please God or do you choose to please yourself? Next question. If your choices please you, will they please God? If your choices please you, will they please God? That's how you get yourself together. Because we have a tendency of leaving the giver out after we get the gift. The reason why God has not ready to bless you with some relationships is because he sees your heart. He knows that if he gives them to you right now, you will leave God out of the very thing that he gave you. We have a tendency of loving the gift more than God. And please, this year, be determined to make sure that your choices please God. But I have a disclaimer to give you. The reason why you're having so much problem taking care of what you chose is because your choice did not please God. I'm going to say it again. The reason why you're having so much problem taking care of what you chose is because your choice did not please God. Because you failed to remember that the God you and I serve is a jealous God. And everyone that is jealous does not like when you choose somebody over them. <clears throat> you failed to remember, you failed to read in the scriptures that your God is a jealous God. And now the thing he blessed you with has become your God over him. And you on self now. Because when you chose what you chose over him, what you're saying is, I got him on self now. That person, that relationship, that friendship, my kids, my husband is not my God. You're saying, God, I'm good. I don't need you because this thing is my God. This person is my God. And today, I want you to be determined to make sure that you don't have no other gods besides the God our maker. So we looked at the soul. Now, how is your body? Again, we said you're not just made up of a spirit. You have a spirit, you have a soul. Now, the next question I want to ask you is how is your body? You're probably like, what does my body got to do with my relationships? What does my body got to do with the relationships I'm trying? What does my body got to do with the friendships I'm trying to make? I realize that most people destroy godly relationships because they misuse their body. Most Christians destroy 
their godly relationship simply because they misuse their body. I'm going to say it again. I realize over the years that most Christians destroy their godly relationships simply because they misuse their body. Your body is not to please other people. I know. Your body is to worship God. I know you probably didn't expect this for season one, season two, episode one. But in episode one, which is simply episode 12 of season two, I want to let you know that your body is not to please other people. It's to please God. Oh, gosh. So the question then becomes, how healthy is your body? Ask yourself this question. How healthy is your body? Because I realize that to enjoy... Fruitful relationships requires you to be in your best shape. Because sometimes stress is a sign that you're not taking care of your body. Some of y'all are stressed right now, not because of anything, but simply because you're not taking care of your body. So you walking around here always cranky in all your relationships. You cranky. And by the time you cranky, you realize, hmm. You begin to argue. You begin to all of a sudden pull away from people. Destroying the very friendships God gave you. And the reason why you're cranky is because your body is not in shape. So you you out here walking around seeking for an argument when what you really need is rest. What you really need is sleep. Please take care of your body. And I'm speaking to myself on this one. Because I need to prioritize my rest. When you don't get your body in shape, your relationship with God suffers. When you don't get your body in shape, your purpose suffers. When you don't get your body in shape, other people suffers around you. Y'all, I promise y'all there was a time I used to eat Wendy's. Nothing against Wendy's, y'all. There was a time I used to eat Wendy's every day. And I realized that it was so unhealthy for me that my heart began to burn. Whenever I would lead prayer at church, because it required me to walk around and lead prayer with so much energy, in like a couple of minutes, I would get so tired and my heart began to burn. And I said, Mm-mm. I'm determined to cut out eating Wendy's so that I can be in my best shape. And I stopped eating Wendy's. I went from not, I went from eating Wendy's every day to, I think it's been like three or four years now. I have not had Wendy's. So that whatever that thing is that you're saying, you can't stop. I'm here to tell you that you can so, yeah, man, this season, this episode, that is all I'm trying to really say. What am I really trying to say? That, again, the foundation of all relationships is you. So you have to get yourself together. Don't be looking for the right family member when you have not become the right family member. Please get yourself together. Don't be looking for the right family member when you have not become the right family member. Don't be looking for the right friend in someone when you have not become the right friend in yourself. I'm going to say that one again for the friends. Don't be looking for the right friend in someone when you have not become the right friend in yourself. Don't be looking for the right person to marry when you have not become the right person to marry. So, hey, 
another question I want to give you. This this episode, I'm just giving you questions because I know you're looking for the right one. But my question to you is this. Are you the right one that the right one that you're looking for is also looking for? Uh. Oh, I love this. What then is the solution? I want to give you a biblical solution. The book of Romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 and the Amplified says that, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, Paul was speaking, and he said, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God. In other words, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the things God has done for you. I urge you by the gift of salvation, by the gift of forgiveness, by the gift of reconciliation, propitiation. I urge you by the mercies of God. Paul is saying that I want you to do something for me by looking at the things God has done for you. I want you to do this. What is it that he wants us to do? He said, I want you to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourself set apart as a living sacrifice. Holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. Again, your body is meant to please God. It says that you present your bodies, you. Look at the emphasis here. Present your bodies. God is not doing it for you. You present your body. You are the foundation of your relationship. Verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. Please stop following the world on how to build relationships. Some of you are taking how you used to build your worldly friendships in the world and you're using those those same values and those same customs and those same formulas to build your godly friendships, your godly relationships. It would not work. He says, by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, not your will. So if your will have been struggling, again, like we said, renew your mind by focusing on godly values. That, and it says, uh, it says for what, what the will of God is, and it says that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. This probably is going to be probably some one of my longest episodes for this season. Y'all know I normally try to keep it under 25 minutes, but I want to give you, I want to close this out by giving you some 10 practical steps to get yourself together. And I'm going to run through this. And if you are listening to me and you're in a place that you can, please make sure that you're taking those. Actually, I hope you have been taking those from the very beginning because I keep saying it from the very beginning of this podcast from season one that a short pencil is better than a long memory. Number one, If you're going to get yourself together, acknowledge where you are before you can determine where you want to go. Acknowledge where you are before you can determine where you want to go. Because you can't get yourself together for relationships if you don't know where you currently are. Or if you have not accepted where you are. If you are truly going to get your relationships together, you have to acknowledge and accept that this is where I am. This is what I'm struggling with. So that I can get there. Like I cannot put in a GPS that I want to go to somewhere, let's say in Africa or Africa is, is let's just use Africa. So I cannot say I want to get to Africa if I first don't know where I am. How am I going to get there if I don't know where I'm starting from? So please know where you're starting from. Number two, be determined to surrender your entire life to God, not just spiritually, but your whole life. Maybe. You have just been giving your spiritual life to God and doing your own thing Monday to Saturday. 
Sunday, you give it to God. But Monday to Saturday, you're doing your own thing. Be determined to change that. God does not just want your life on a Sunday. He want your life from Monday to Sunday. From Sunday to Sunday. For the whole week. Give your life to God. Surrender your life to God. Not just the day you give your life to Christ, but surrendering your life to God. Know that it is a daily decision. Every day you must wake up and surrender to God. Every day before you step out, you must say, God, I surrender my mind, my body, my soul, my will, every part of my being to you and, and every part of my life to you, including all these relationships in my life. Don't surrender your relationships with God. Don't surrender your relationships to God and do your own thing. Don't surrender your life to God and do your own thing. If you have surrendered to God, please let God do the doing. If you have surrendered your life to God, let God be the ultimate controller. Because a lot of us are saying, God, we've surrendered to you, but we're doing our own thing. Oh, oh God, um, my friendships belong to you. But you're building your friendships based on, based on your emotions. You're building your friendships based on your convenience. Oh God, this relationship is, is to you, but you're building on your own. Anyway, number three, forgive and let go. Some of you are bitter, and I know. Some of you are hurt, and I know. Some of you are wounded from, from some things that happened to you years ago and ages ago, but please let it go. You deserve better. Decide to let the anger go. Decide to let all the hurt go. Decide to let all the pain go. Decide to let the bitterness go so that you can truly be whole and become who God formed you to be. Number four. Have a consistent time with God intimately and stick to it. Remember the scripture we read. It says that you have to present your body. It's a you thing. God will not do it. Maturity requires you to take responsibility. So if you want to mature, if you want to become, if you want to get yourself together, you have to have a relationship, an intimate and a consistent relationship with God, and you have to stick to it. God is not going to do it for you. Number five. Stop pointing fingers and stop looking for fault in other people and accept when you're wrong. If you're going to really get yourself together, please stop pointing fingers. I'm literally living this right now. Number six, figure out what you need to heal from and have a plan to heal from it. And when I say have a plan, meaning ask yourself, what am I going to do to heal? What am I doing right now even to heal? And what I'm doing, is it working? What is working? What is not working? Don't remain a victim. Oh, gosh. If you're going to build a godly relationship, please heal. Don't use your past to remain a victim. Stop using your past as an excuse to remain in your brokenness. If you're saying you're going to heal from the past, from the trauma, please put in the work to heal and become whole so that you can truly enjoy who God has made you to be, so that you can truly enjoy the fruitful relationships that God has placed around you. Because when you are not healed, you destroy all relationships that God has set before you without even knowing. It's been five years and you're still healing. It's been 10 years. I mean, 
Let, at what point do we stop making an excuse? And do we shift to saying, I'm doing these things practically to heal. And this is what's working. This is my progress so far. That means have accountability. Have people to hold you accountable. Anyway, we're going to talk about that in a whole other episode. Number seven, subtract to add so you can multiply. If you're going to get yourself together, you have to subtract to add so you can multiply. What I mean by that is I subtract from people, add to your time with God so that you can become, you can multiply. Meaning stop hiding behind people and face you. Withdraw from the crowd and face God. Jesus Christ oftentimes withdrew from the crowd so that he can face God. Number eight, learn people skills. That means learn to treat people right. Be intentional about making people feel special. Don't only invest in their gift, but also invest in their soul first. This is something I am learning because um, you think you have this together until you're in a different area of your life. And I'll talk about that later. Another episode. I'm trying to run over this. Number nine, ask God in prayer to increase you in love. And hold on. Before you go asking God to increase you in love for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a friendship, ask him to increase you in love for him. Then for yourself. Then love for others. Right in that order. Because you can't love yourself if you don't love God. And you can't love other people if you don't love yourself and if you don't love God. And number 10, cut out focus killers and distractions and begin to implement new behaviors and surround yourself with like-minded people. Like-minded people who are also trying to strengthen the foundation of their relationships which is themselves. Surround yourself with people who are trying to grow and become. And maybe I should give you a bonus. Number 11, happy yourself. Shout outs to my pastor, Pastor Eunice. Mommy, shout outs to you. She lives by this. And um, I've learned this and I've picked this up and I'm picking this up and I'm learning this and I'm applying this. Happy yourself. If you're going to get yourself together, please happy yourself. That means take yourself out. That means spend time with yourself. You want to spend time with everybody else that you have a relationship with, but you don't want to spend time with yourself. Happy yourself by spending time with yourself. That means don't wait for somebody to take you out. Don't wait for somebody to do it. Don't wait for your friends to take you out. Don't wait for, 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 for the person that you're dating to take you out. Don't wait for your family. Don't wait for even your marriage to happy yourself. If you're not happy before marriage, don't expect for the marriage to make you happy. You carry your own happiness into marriage. You carry your own happiness into friendships. You carry your own happiness into all your relationships. So stop waiting for relationships right to make you happy. Happy yourself. Don't even wait for your kids to make you happy. Oh, if I have kids, I'm be happy. Or if my kids come home, I'm be happy. If my kids give no, please happy yourself. Enjoy yourself. If you make it a standard to enjoy yourself, what you do is that you're teaching other people a standard on how to enjoy life with you and how to enjoy and appreciate you. So how you appreciate yourself is a reflection. Or let me say this way, how other people appreciate and enjoy you is a reflection on how you enjoy and appreciate yourself. I'm going to close this out here. This, like I said, has been one of the longest episodes. 
and it's probably making me itch. Let me know if y'all like long episodes or short episodes, but I don't like long episodes. But this one was very needed. Um, I pray that you have been blessed by this. Hey, please remember that we are on all kinds of pl- podcasts and platforms. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're on everything. Um, so please make sure that you rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts so I can continue to, you know, um, give y'all more podcasts, more podcasts like this. Um, rate it, share it with your friends and family. We're also on YouTube if you want to watch the video podcast. I hope you've been doing that. Subscribe to the YouTube, share with your friends and family, and um, let me know. Share with me on Instagram. Tag me on the Godly Wisdom page. Let me know the things that you've learned from this podcast. Let me see your notes. Let me know what you're taking away. Share a clip from this podcast with somebody on social media and let's spread the gospel because more people need this message. I love you. And um, remember that um, as we're bridging the gap, this is our year of exploits. This year we're going to do exploits and exploits start with you. Um, The Bible said that they that know their God shall be strong. If you know God, you shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. So you cannot do great exploits. You cannot have great relationships if you first don't know God and you first don't know yourself and you are not developing yourself. So it is our year of exploits. And lastly, don't forget to be blessed, be yourself and be happy. Peace.